News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. So welcome to episode 118 of the Luke Messiah Show. I know, I know, I know we are coming to you late in the week. And in my defense, um, Monday was Memorial Day, and that's normally when I record this podcast in studio. Honestly, I should have thought ahead because I should have recorded it before, but there was also stuff happening and I wanted to wait until the session was over to actually come to you. So I felt like if I recorded it before Memorial Day, it would just be out of date. I could have talked about something else, but I like talking to you about what's happening in Texas. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, I was out of town. And so recording it was difficult. I could have done it on the road, but I wanted to come to you in person and actually do it here on camera. So that is my justification for my delay, but I do apologize to you. Um, We are still going to come back next week at our normal time on Tuesday, so just know that for next week's episode. Let's talk. This week, the uh, title of this week's episode is The Predicted Failure of the Texas House of Representatives, okay? And when I say that, I mean that a lot of conservatives predicted that the Texas House of Representatives and the Republican leadership, Dustin Burroughs and Dade Phelan and these guys, were going to fail to pass Republican priorities, and they did. Okay, Um, And it wasn't just predicted. There was even public conversation about Republican priorities dying on the Texas House floor. Representatives Brian Slayton and Tony Tenderholt brought this up. We're going to show you. We're going to go to the House floor in just a second, show you the video of these back and forths. And then Representative Cole Hefner from East Texas uh, decided to get up and, and say basically that anybody saying that Republicans weren't actually getting to work and staying busy and going to accomplish Republican priorities were just didn't understand how the process worked. And uh, what we found out was that Cole Hefner either doesn't know how the process works or knows that these Republican priorities are dying and still thinks that he should cover for all those that are killing our conservative agenda. Um, it's one of the two. So we're going to go to clips in March. Now, bear in mind, this is literally mid-March. This is halfway through with the session. The Texas House of Representatives worked less this session than they ever have before. And in the early first half of the session, they were working even less than what they ended up working, meaning they did speed things up. But they intentionally tapped the brakes a ton. So even as they sped up, they never caught up with the typical productivity. And bear in mind that the typical productivity of the Texas House of Representatives is one that is insufficient to accomplish the conservative priorities that the state needs. So if you're working slower than you ever have, you shouldn't be surprised that you accomplish less. Oh, and by the way, past sessions even working more have still killed Republican priorities. So it's not just the effort being put in. But that's definitely a contributing factor. It also is a contributing factor to the fact that you are going to have Republican lawmakers, your state representative will come back to you and tell you, hey, I wish we'd have passed more of this stuff, but unfortunately procedural measures were used to prevent this legislation from passing. Or, oh, we ran out of time. It was the last day. These bills were on the calendar and we wanted to pass them, but Democrats killed them. And that is false. It is a false statement. And your state representative knows it's false. But he's trying to find someone to blame other than himself for not delivering those results. So in March, 
the Texas House of Representatives was adjourning for four or five days at a time. And so Tony Tinderholt got up in the early, I think March 3rd, had this conversation with Will Metcalf, who was trying to adjourn the House for a long period of time. And we're going to show you that clip, but I'm going to show you all three of these clips just to make it easy for you. So you're going to watch a couple minutes of Tony Tinderholt and Will Metcalf talking. We're then going to go to a clip the following week where Brian Slayton got up and pushed Representative Metcalf again, who was trying to send the legislature home for five or six days, and got up and said, hey, I'm concerned that if we're going home, we're not going to get done what we need to get done. Which, by the way, they didn't protect biological human being, sex reality, sexual reality of who we are. They didn't protect that. They literally um, killed a bill to ban sex change surgeries on children. Children in Texas, therapies on these children, two- and three-year-olds being told by psychologists, by medical programs that they are a two-year-old boy, you're actually a girl. Three-year-old girl, you're actually a boy. That kind of stuff's happening in Texas. In fact, we have families from other states that travel to Texas to transition their children. That's how sick we are. Males dominating females in women's sports, not protected. Even the bill that was introduced in Texas, exempted colleges. Florida, Ron DeSantis in Florida just passed a law to say high schools and colleges, middle schools, males cannot compete with females, K through college, right? He did it on the first day of Pride Month, and they said, well, the NCAA is going to cancel their events in your state. He said, to hell with the events. And in Texas, we didn't even touch it. Governor Abbott has refused to take a position on all these issues, especially the sex change surgery one. He doesn't want to be on the wrong side as the society crumbles down. He's scared of these issues. Now, we will see, we have seen in the last couple weeks, that as Governor Abbott's in a tougher election, of course, he's starting to figure out who the new Abbott's going to be as he goes out and campaigns. So that's going to be another thing that we view over the next several months. But the Texas Senate passed, for the most part, almost all the Republican priorities, okay? Um, And a lot of people thought they weren't going to pass constitutional carry. The Texas House passed that first, put the pressure on the Senate. The Senate, in fact, Dan Patrick tried to work against that. It didn't work. And the pressure that mounted from a lot of grassroots people all over the state working together in unison and the Texas House and other people putting pressure caused the Senate to take action and eventually pass that piece of legislation. And conservative senators within the Senate putting pressure on the rest of their Republican colleagues. But other than that, all the other issues essentially kind of originated in the Senate, went over, and died in the House. And we predicted this. I mean, I've been saying this January, February, March, April. But the reason I'm going to go to these clips is so that you see that even publicly on the Texas House floor, you had Republican members saying, we're running out of time to pass our priorities. And the Republican leadership acted like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, guess what? You killed it all. You killed a ban on taxpayer-funded lobbying, which is in the Republican priority plank. You killed a social media censorship ban that says you can't target conservatives for their viewpoint. You killed efforts, and these weren't even killed by the clock, but we killed an effort to build the wall in Texas with your taxpayer money, my taxpayer money. Let's secure our border. We killed a bill to ban sex change surgeries. We killed a bill to define biological males as biological males and say they can't compete with biological females in women's sports because they're not women. All of this died at the hands of Republicans. So let me go show you these clips now. Will the gentleman yield? Yield for question? Yes. Okay. 
I have concerns because there's a lot going on. We've heard both the governor and the lieutenant governor as well as the speaker talk about the fact that we're running out of time potentially for some of this stuff. Why would, why would we be leaving for five days? And the reason that I ask that is because my constituency uh, would like for us to be here doing work for, on behalf of the people. So I just have concerns. What, what would we be leaving for five days for at such a critical time? Can is this work? I would make sure this works. So, Mr. Tenderhold, we will be working in committees. You know, I was on state affairs on Thursday and Friday. We met for over 25 hours plus, and so we are doing the people's work. I think if that we all stayed for the additional five days, that we could get additional work done, or do you think that the committees are going to be able to hear the bills and do the things that we we, we need to be here for? C committees are in the process of working. My concern is that, I, I'm almost done, I promise you. My concern is that this is the least amount we've done in the, this is my fourth session, this is the least amount we've done. And we have some huge issues to tackle. I'm gonna be note voting no on this, like I did last week. Uh, and I just, I wanted to come up here and make sure that you knew, I'm gonna be voting no and I, I don't, I don't wanna leave for five days because my constituency wants me here doing the people's work. So thank you, sir. Members, I move adoption. Members, the question occurs on the adoption of HCR 49. This is a record of vote required by the Constitution. The clerk will ring the bell. All members voted. Show Mr. Stuckey voting aye. All members voting. There being 119 ayes, 27 nays, the resolution is adopted. I would like to note that the bills will be referred to committee and committees will be meeting throughout this adjournment period. I move adoption. Mr. Slayton. Does the gentleman yield for some questions? Does the gentleman yield for questions? I yield for questions. The gentleman Thank yields. you, Mr. Metcalf. Um, I'm just concerned, uh, talking to constituents back home, that uh, we're meeting less and doing less than in the past. And uh, my constituents are concerned about Republican Party priorities uh, not getting through, that we may run out of time. So I, my question is, you know, do you think we're still going to be able to get those done with the time we have left and taking time off? Mr. Slayton, do you have a question about a resolution? Uh, about this resolution, I'm just concerned we're taking time off and we're not going to be able to get some things addressed, especially GOP priorities. That's my question. Well, Mr. Slayton, except for the lack of floor recognitions and rules and suspensions on resolutions, which is the result of our COVID protocols that we passed with our House rules, the House is right on track to where we were in the 85th and the 86th legislative session. Okay, thank you, sir. I just want you to know I'll, I'll be voting no on this. My constituents are wanting us to get busy doing more things, passing our GOP items. And anyway, thank you, sir. Mr. Hafner. Does the gentleman yield for a question? Does the gentleman yield? The gentleman yields for a question. Thank you, Mr. McCaff. Uh, we've heard some remarks about uh, 
the House not getting its work done. This session is off to a slower start than usual. Um, are bills being referred to committee? Yes, they are. I believe that bills will be referred to committee today and throughout the adjournment period, and we're actually in committees. Thank you. Are committee, uh, are House committees meeting? Most certainly. There were six committees that met on Monday, eight on Tuesday, seven today, five tomorrow. We're, we're doing the people's work. Thank you. So lots of hours of committee yes, meetings. Um, but we haven't heard any bills on the floor. We have a 60-day, according to Article 3, Section 5 of the Constitution, prohibits floor consideration of bills until after the 60th day, unless they have been declared an emergency item by the governor. And we all took an oath to uphold uh, the state constitution, did we not? Yes, we did. All right. When, when is the 60th day? Is it? It's this Friday, which is also the bill filing deadline. Okay. So it's safe to say we are on schedule, uh, same as past sessions. Yes, we are, as I mentioned earlier. Thank you. Great. Thank you, Mr. Metcalf. I move adoption. The question occurs on the adoption of SCR 24. This is a record vote required by the Constitution. The clerk will ring the bell. Show Mr. Hunter voting off. All members voted. Of all members voted, there being 130 uh, 10 days, the motion, the resolution passes. So as you can see, as I said before, this is not a discussion that was had just behind closed doors. It was had open for the people of Texas to see. We are running out of time. It's mid-March. We should focus now. Except for Cole Hefner. Cole Hefner gets up. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. We're not running out of time. We're working really hard. Really, 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 really hard. I promise. Well, the proof is in the pudding. And clearly you weren't working hard enough, Representative Hefner. And you knew that. That's what's so sad to watch is the attempts to create a false narrative. The most controversial thing, which we haven't even talked to right now, is election integrity. And we and the, a bunch of Republicans are accusing Democrats of killing that bill, and the Democrats didn't kill the bill. Republicans killed it. They knew they were up against a deadline. They knew they were working too slow on this issue. They knew Democrats could walk out. And Dade Phelan, the Republican Speaker of the House, has now gone on record in saying that he met with Democrats and he told them, I know y'all are thinking about walking out and I'm not locking the doors. All it would take is 15 Republican members to make a motion called the call of the House and they would lock the doors. There's a, there's a quorum present. We're locking the doors to make sure we get the people's business done until midnight and then everyone can go. Dade Phelan knew the Democrats were going to walk. He knew they wanted to walk. And he said, y'all walk if you want to walk. I'm not locking the doors. These are measures in place for Republicans to ensure that we can have election integrity right now. They let Democrats walk. They're going to let them raise millions of dollars off of their antics and all the media they got. And the Republican legislators are going to go out and blame Democrats. These Democrats walked out of the job. You let them walk. You forced this special session that's going to get called. 
Now, the special session has to accomplish all of these conservative priorities that we just talked about. Not just election integrity, but all of these priorities have to be addressed. Because our nation and state are in a massive cultural battle that is undermining the very foundations of what makes Texas, Texas. We predicted this. It was predictable. It was predicted. The predictions came to fruition. And unfortunately, you're not going to have a bunch of Republican lawmakers that go, man, yeah, you're right. Wow. Maybe in March. You think Cole Hefner's sitting there going, maybe in March I shouldn't have gotten up and defended how slow we were going. No. If they ask Cole Hefner to go defend us again publicly because people are acting like we're not going to get the work done, he'll go do it. Take one for the team. That's how it works. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. And if we don't get to all the Republican priorities, well, you know, win some, you lose some. If children happen to get butchered, mutilated for the next two years, surgically as children, permanent mutilation surgery on their genitals, eh, you know, win some, you lose some. Don't win every time. It's sad. It's very sad to watch. The last thing I'm going to show you is this. In May, so that's March. In May, Brian Slayton continued to get up and say, we really should stop adjourning. We're going home. We have work to do. And the less work we do, so at some point we adjourn. And you can literally object to adjourning and then make people vote on whether they want to leave or not. And all of these Republicans, you'll see, I mean, 17 would stick with them or whatever, 20. But almost all the Republicans and the Democrats are saying, no, we're going home every time. We're going to adjourn. And he'd go, we can't adjourn. We got a lot of stuff and we haven't even gotten to the Republican priorities. And the longer, the sooner we adjourn now, the less likely we are to actually make this happen in a day or two or three. And, oh, I love in the background, you can hear. And this is like, remember, these microphones are way up here. So if this microphone was on the floor, you'd hear it much louder. You hear these groans, these moans. I object to adjourning. And these aren't Democrat members. They're all Republicans. These bunch of Republicans. They run the House. Dude, just let us go home. Who cares that we didn't vote on any Republican priorities today? Who cares Republican priorities are six days away from getting voted on, and the sooner we adjourn, the harder it is to get to that before our midnight deadline on Monday or Friday or Tuesday or Thursday. They know how the system works. They want to go home because they need to make sure they run out of time to pass this stuff. That's how it works. It's a game. Republicans are playing you. If you're a conservative who cares about this conservative policy, just know these, cons- these Republican elected officials don't care about that conservative policy. They know how the game works and they know it's going to kill all the things that we need to do in order to keep an ordered, conservative society. In order to keep Texas, Texas. That's the game they play. So at the end of this show, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to show you a couple of those little clips of Brian Slayton just saying I object. Because I want you to just see a little picture 
of the culture of the Texas House of Representatives. And when your Republican state representative come home and they start talking about everything, you need to recognize that either they admit that the culture of the House is not one that prioritizes the needs of Texans or they are a huge problem. They are not able to deal with the problems of Texas because they can't even see what's right in front of their face. God bless you, and God bless Texas. Mr. Slayton, for a purpose, I object to adjourning. Mr. Patty moves the House adjourned until Thursday at 10 a.m. Is there objection? There is objection. Mr. Slayton is requested a record vote. The clerk will ring the bell. Mr. Patty voting aye. All members voting. There being 116 ayes and 19 nays, the House stands adjourned. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messia Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you and God bless Texas. Texas.